You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for this Monday, March the 14th of 2022. It is official. Spring training is here. Drills for all 30 teams start today. Games start this Friday. Thanks for tuning in today on this Monday. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. Baseball's back. It happened officially last week with the CBA ending. We saw a little bit of movement on the free agent front, the trade front for a couple different teams over the weekend. We're starting to get back to a little bit more normalcy, and it's great. I love it. Hope you guys have enjoyed the weekend as well. March Madness brackets were also released yesterday. Tom Brady announced his return from retirement. So if you want your sports news, Locked On Network has you covered. Locked On Bucks, any Locked On College football or basketball station, it's going to be a great time in sports, and Locked On Network has you covered. But you're listening to Locked On Cardinals. Let's get to the Cardinals because there were minimal moves made over the weekend. Cardinals actually made the first move post-lockout on Friday. Is something big coming? That's the question I want to hit on first because for for a while it's been reported that the Cardinals were only going to be in the reliever market, probably not going to go external for a DH. Trevor Story seemed unlikely. Let's just stick to the to the reliever market. And so far, that, that's what they've done. They've gotten two small relievers, and I'll talk about them a little bit later on. But other than that, they've been linked to a couple different ones. So what does John Mosley like have up his sleeve? I've got Twitter, you know, in case we get a live reaction or something like that, in case a move happens. I unable, was unable to record late Sunday night, so I'm recording early Monday morning. But is a big move happening. Would it make sense for the Cardinals to make a free agent splash? Because we saw a blockbuster yesterday with uh, the Josh Donaldson blockbusters. He goes to New York, and Gary Sanchez moves over to Minnesota. Minnesota's an interesting team. Fellow Mizzou classmate uh, Nash Walker has you covered over on Locked on Twins for that news. But it'll be interesting to see if the Cardinals make a free agent splash. Because they're linked to a couple different different guys. This late in the game, I did not expect them to be linked to. Two, specifically, Trevor Story and Albert Pujols. And when I say I didn't expect them, it's not that I just haven't been paying attention. You know, I know that a lot of Cardinal fans have wanted this, and it's been kind of up in the air whether or not the Cardinals are linked to guys like Story and Pujols. But now it's been reported that they, they, they concretely report, you know, tweets are going out, they are reported. Mark Fiesdan, in terms of Pujols, saying that three teams have expressed interest in Albert Pujols. Um, DH is certainly wide in the market for the future Hall of Famer. People saying that, that the Rockies and Cardinals are pursuing Albert Pujols and Rockies being the most aggressive. Man, he would hit 21 home runs easily and reach 700 home runs easily, even in Coors Field. But I want to start with Trevor Story. Because Trevor Story is somebody that, man, he would he would add some excitement to this team. Because per Mike Rodriguez, out of the four teams that have reached out to Trevor Story, the Cardinals are the ones that have shown the most interest. That was reported late Sunday night. It, it, it's a move that, that no, I'll be honest, I don't expect the Cardinals to actually make, and I'm not trying to, to you know tamper. I'm just trying to tamper expectations here because if we look at this team, do they need another right-handed bat? No. Do they need an upgrade at shortstop? There's an argument for that, although we did a podcast episode on the offseason as Paul DeYoung making improvements. He's the guy. Is he going to be the guy? You know, if you're able to get a free agent splash like Trevor Story and energize this fan base, is that a move you want to see doing? And then beyond that, 
Do you try and move Paul DeYoung? Do you try and move Edmundo Sosa to get a, to get a bullpen piece? Maybe that's why they haven't been so aggressive in the free agent bullpen arms, as you see Joe Kelly go to the White Sox. Uh, Kelly Jansen's still out there, as well as Ryan Tapera, Brad Hand, Andrew Schaefer. And they're all still out there, but they haven't been as aggressive as I thought they'd be in the high-leverage reliever market. They've spent low-risk money on relievers that, that could provide them some, some depth. And again, I'll talk about them, uh, Verhagen and, and Whitgren, in segment number two. But these reports to Trevor Story are fascinating. That the Cardinals are still interested in Trevor Story. It would be a great reunion between Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. Um, and if it doesn't happen today, then you know I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more of a deeper parameters of what this means for the Cardinals. But Trevor Story is, is one that, that I want to know what your guys' thoughts on. So comments on the YouTube channel. DM at LJFastball. DM at LO underscore Cardinals. Email OctonCards at gmail.com. I did not expect the Cardinals to be linked to this big name because the Cardinals, yes, they've made some some blockbuster trades, some, some big signings in the past. You know, you look at Holiday, Ozuna, Goldschmidt, Arenado. You know, it has happened, but they're not really known for that. Like, they're not going to be the Yankees making these blockbuster trades or big giant signings or the Dodgers making these big giant signings. Kershaw returning home to the Dodgers over the weekend as well. But there were reports also that today, Monday, could be chaotic. That today could be the, the quickest moving day of all of them. Because like I mentioned earlier, teams have reported to camp. So you, you want to start getting involved with your coaching staff, with your teammates, and getting getting drills done, getting to start going to actual work rather than just what you're doing in the offseason. So I think teams are going to be aggressive today. I think players are going to be excited to sign today. Do the Cardinals get a Trevor Story? I don't know. Do the Cardinals get a Albert Pujols? Maybe even a Kyle Schwarber? Because it was reported that the Albert Pujols sweepstakes are kind of heating up as well as three teams are interested. Rockies and Cardinals, kind of the two main ones. And the Rockies are interesting because it was even reported that the Rockies could be interested in a Kyle Schwarber or Chris Bryant or Michael Conforto. <laughs> so are the Rockies still trying to contend? I don't know. That's for Lockdown Rockies. Paul Holden to tell you about. But for Albert Pujols, this, I'll, I'll say this. I talk about this a lot. Oops, sorry, my light just went out. Hopefully you can still see me okay. Uh, I talked about this a lot. Or have talked about this a lot. Albert Pujols is, is an all-time great. Probably one of the top 10 right-handed hitters of all time. One of the top five Cardinals of all time. Especially when you look at just Cardinal careers. Would it be great to see him in a Cardinal uniform? Absolutely it would be great to see him in a Cardinal uniform. The storyline would be fantastic. He comes back for a final season. It's him, Yachty, and Wainwright going for a title. In their final season together on the baseball field. In some sense, it would just seem right to have them close out their careers together as Cardinals. And I understand that desire. I understand that the draw there. I do. But again, looking at trying to actually improve this team, is Albert Pujols the way to go about that? Is he better than an internal option at DH? Maybe against left-handed pitching he is. Maybe if you want to platoon him and Nolan Gorman. But they've said that they're not going to call up Nolan Gorman unless he's 100% ready to go. There's no need to rush him. So they're probably not going to call him up and then just platoon him with Albert Pujols. Or even platooning him with, with a large Snoopball or a Juan Yepes. Because Albert Pujols absolutely mashes against left-handed pitching. So that, would Albert Pujols improve this team enough to make them a World Series contender. 
Because that's what every move from here on out needs to be for the Cardinals. Because the two moves that they've made so far, those are great. Those are fine moves. No real problems with them, right? Fine. But every move from here on out needs to elevate them from division favorites to pennant favorites and then World Series favorites. Because, yes, Oliver Marmola has great expectations for this team. So does John Mozeliak, Bill DeWitt. Expectations are great. But the moves now, because there are still plenty of fish to fry, there are still plenty of moves to make for this Cardinal team that could improve them exponentially to make them not just division favorites, but but World Series favorites. That's what these moves here on out need to be for the St. Louis Cardinals, not the depth moves that they've made so far, which, which are fine. It's time to go get the big piece. It's time to go get whoever that is. If it's Albert, if it's Story, if it's Schwarber, Whoever that is, if it, even even if it's another high leverage bullpen arm, whoever it is, it's time to go get the the guy. Time to make the move that will elevate this team to another level. And I didn't think that I'd be saying that at this point. I didn't think that they would still be in on certain certain guys here, but they are. So, how true are those reports? Will the Cardinals make that big splash move to improve this team exponentially? We'll have to wait and see. But nevertheless, I, I, I do, I'm shocked that the, the Cardinals are still in on these, these names as late as they are, like I said. It'll be, I almost think that they could do kind of what the Twins did. Not trade for a player and then ship him off, but in terms of just making a move to set up another move. You know, signing a Trevor Story to set up a trade with Edmundo Sosa or Paul DeYoung. Because if you sign Trevor Story, it's a log jam at shortstop. Some, one of those players has to go because you're losing value there. Behind Trevor Story. Because Paul DeYoung and Mundo Sosa arguably could get you some decent decent return. Even if it's draft picks for Sosa or a draft pick for Sosa. There's an argument to be made there. Nevertheless, I, I, I do think a big move's coming. I don't know. I don't have a scoop. I, don't, I just have a really, really gut feeling that a move is happening today for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think it could be a big one. But what moves have they already made? Signed two relievers. Drew Verhagen, Nick Wickren. Are they high leverage arms? Are they top of the totem pole in terms of who the Cardinals should get? Maybe not. But these two moves are typical Cardinal moves. And I don't say that to be pessimistic, but they're by the book Cardinal moves. Talk about them in just a moment. Today's head sponsor is Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So let's talk about Bet Online real quick before we talk about what the Cardinals have done already. Basketballs, the college tournament is finally upon us. For the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. But it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Cardinals have made two moves so far in this offseason, and it is to sign relievers Nick Whitgren and Drew Verhagen, two guys that I'll be completely honest about. I've, I had never heard about them for these signings. Um, never. Verhagen was a two-year deal. Wickern is a one-year deal. Uh, moves that 
like I said before the break, typical Cardinal moves. And again, I don't say that to be like, oh, typical Cardinals making the, the small moves. I say that in the sense of, of they're, they're, they're simply adding depth. And we saw it last year when the Cardinals had to be forced to go out and get away the block in the middle of the season. They had to be forced to... They, they were forced to, to rely on the depth that they really didn't have a whole lot of at the beginning of the year because of injury. So I actually like these two moves in the sense of they're adding depth before before they're forced to go out and get away the block. And again, nothing against Wade the block. It's just if he's your, your go-to guy, then you probably don't have that strong of a team. And they didn't in June when they had to go get away the block. Um, so so these, these moves are, are doing just that. They're adding depth to the to the bullpen, and John Mozeliak even said about Drew Verhagen that he could be a starter if need to. You know, that he'll be looked at for, for both roles as a starter and as a reliever. You know, and you need options at both. You do. Maybe they don't think Matthew Libertor is major league ready. Zach Thompson, maybe he's not major league ready. Pachenko, all these guys, maybe they just see them as, okay, they're on their way up, but they're not major league ready, so we need major league ready arms to go if a Michaelis gets hurt, if a Dakota Hudson gets hurt, if anybody gets hurt, even a Flaherty or Wainwright to not, you know, knocking on wood here. But even if somebody gets hurt, you have these options now. And Drew Verhagen, you know, both these guys' stats are somewhat underwhelming. A 5'11 ERA in six major league seasons from 14 to 19 for Verhagen, all with the Detroit Tigers. ERA plus of 88. His best year came in 2015 uh, in just 20 games. He had a 2.05 ERA. And an ERA plus of 197, uh, but a fielding independent pitching of 4.35. So the difference there between the ERA or between the FIP and the ERA shows that you know maybe that wasn't you know the, the ERA wasn't the best indicator. You got to look at different things when you're a reliever. And he pitched the last couple of years in Japan uh, for the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters. Apologies if I pronounced any of that wrong. Um, looked like he was a starter at least for for one of those years. As he was eight and six in 18 games in 2020. And he was five and eight in twenty games in twenty twenty one. So overall, thirteen and fourteen, thirty eight total games, um, three point five one ERA and two hundred and seven and two thirds of an inning. So decent numbers over there in Japan. And I saw a video uh, that was posted on Twitter of his curveball that was just absolutely filthy. Um, so maybe his stuff is 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 just that that improved, and he'll be able to kind of work with Mike Maddox and improve his stuff even more going into 2022. And for Nick Wickren, he's been in the major league since 2016, always as a reliever. He's only started one game that was this most recent year with Cleveland. Career 375 ERA, career ERA plus of 114. This past year is actually his worst year overall since 2017. His his peak years came in 18 and 19 when he had ERAs of 2.94 and 2.81. ERA pluses of 132 and 169 respectively. So these are two guys that maybe a change of scenery will, will help them out. Obviously, Verhagen coming back to the States and Whitgren has been with Cleveland the last three years. So both of those guys may be coming, coming to the St. Louis Cardinals, getting a change of pace, getting a change of scenery will help them immensely because I think that change of sceneries are underrated. I think a change of scenery can do a lot for different different players. But again, these two moves, they're, they're not a Joe Kelly. They're not a Ryan Tepera. They're not a Kenley Jansen. Not that the Cardinals were linked to Jansen ever. But no. You know, I, I admit to you, and I, and I tell you this now, they're not A-level relievers, at least not right now. But they're, they're, they're fulfilling a purpose. Every move is still fulfilling a purpose. Or at least every move should. And I think these two moves do in the sense that they add depth to the bullpen that vastly needed 
depth. Plain and simple. Um, this is a bullpen that we, we, we talked about it all offseason, right? That, that needs depth, that is needed help. I still think it needs help. I still think that they need a high leverage arm in there. I still think they have work to do in that bullpen. And if, if all the free agents come and go, and we get to, to opening day, or even, and no more moves are made by the Cardinals, and this offseason is a loss. Steven Matz, great signing on its own. These two relievers add depth to the, to the bullpen, even to the rotation a little bit. Great. That's all fine and dandy. But still, every move fulfills a purpose. The next purpose move, as I've talked about, needs to be that big move. So these two moves are on their own are fine. I have no problems with these two moves. But they cannot be the last piece of the puzzle. The same thing I talked about when they signed Steven Matz right before the lockout ended. There has to be more to the puzzle in order for this team to be a true championship contender. Because I've talked about this in the last couple weeks in terms of you know where they rank within the division. They're division favorites. There's no question in my mind that they're division favorites. Is, is it going to be easy, a cakewalk? No. But they are going to be division favorites, in my opinion. But what move do the Cardinals make next to separate themselves from just division favorites to World Series favorites, to pennant favorites, right? And th- these two moves, you know, as, as, as positive as I can spin it, you know, I'm not trying to make this seem like, hey, the Cardinals are going to get a steal. They're going to be incredible now. No, but these are solid moves. You know, they're not, they're not necessarily the moves that a lot of Cardinal fans wanted to see or anything of that nature, and I understand that, but, but they're solid moves. They, they, they do improve the team because they increase the depth. You know, the numbers might not, not stick out, you know, super positively, but I have no problem with the two moves if they're able to add on. That's the big if on all of this. If the Cardinals are able to add on and even, you know, if they get a Schwarber, they get a Pools, they get a Story, they get a Tapera, you know, be interesting to see how much money they spend or they trade for somebody on the trade market. Because as we saw over the weekend, trades are happening pretty frequently, especially if you're the Minnesota Twins. But we'll see. I like these two moves. Let me know what you guys think in the YouTube comment section or email DM, whatever, because I want to hear your guys' thoughts as well. Um, but solid moves. What's next for the St. Louis Cardinals? What's next concretely, you know, we can say definitively, is spring training is next. Players are reporting this morning. Oliver Marmol taking over at the helm. Um, spring training starts today. So what are we looking for in spring training? I'll talk about that to finish up the show today. So it's... Because there, there, there's a lot. There, there is a lot that, that I'm looking for for the St. Louis Cardinals in spring training. And we'll, we'll see what, what the... We'll, I'll reveal what I'm looking for for spring training coming up. Excuse me. Coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars around. And those are Built Bars. Have you tried the Built Puffs as well? If you haven't, you're missing out. Because they're one of the best Built Bars products around as well. Because they are protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And just like the Built Bars, they're covered 100% in real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these Built Bars because they're better tasting and they're incredibly healthier. A typical candy bar can have anywhere from two to 300 calories, where most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17. That's right, 17 grams of protein. You can choose from... 
a wide-ranging list of flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, double chocolate, white chocolate cookies, and cream was last month's flavor. Head over to Built.com right now to see the limited-time flavors as well as a full list of delicious flavors for you to try today. And if I haven't enticed you enough, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Once again, I do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Uh, go make Locked On MLB Prospects your second listen. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, free and available wherever you get your podcast. just like Locked On Cardinals is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on your podcasting platform, thank you for tuning in today. So the Cardinals have spring training today. Ali Marmol officially gets to take over his you know, it has officially begun. You know, players have been reporting the last couple of days, but players are there today, at least everybody they've signed and traded for. And, and, it, and it's official. I'll be fascinated to see if, if they don't get an external option, what the DH battle looks like. Because you've got some intriguing options. If Nolan Gorman shows he's ready, I'm very excited to finally see what Nolan Gorman can do on the big stage. Lars Nupar was in the major leagues last year, didn't put up incredible numbers, but was a fan favorite nonetheless and could put up some pretty solid numbers. Juan Yepes, who just tore it up to close out last season, so much so that he got put on the roster for the wildcard game. That's an intriguing option. Who's the guy this year that, that steps out among those three? Because the DH option... Having the DH lengthens any lineup because you can add another bat, right? So that that's that, that's kind of the, the first thing I'm looking for. If the Cardinals don't go external for a DH, those internal options, who separates themselves? Because especially you've got a very minimal time. It's a shortened spring training. It's shorter than usual. So it's going to, you know, if you go over 4 in game 1, you know, that might not have affected you last year or in a regular spring training. But if you go over 4 this game, you know, maybe that does affect you. You know, again, spring training stats aren't always great, but the thing of it is, it could affect how you're looked at because you have such a short window to separate yourself. So the DH battle is is the number one thing I'm looking at if the Cardinals stick internally at DH. Also, I I really am looking at the shortstop battle. If again, all of this is is to say if the Cardinals do not go externally on these positions, because I do think it's a battle between Paul Young and Edmundo Sosa. Paul DeYoung has been working off-season on improving his swing. He's been talking to Holiday, other guy. Great. That's awesome. Great to put in the work. Good job. Now, put the work, you know, the, the theoretical work, put it on the field and, and concretely see what we're doing, right? And, and, or try, let's concretely see what you've been doing. Excuse me. Because I don't think Paul DeYoung should have this outright. You know, is he the favorite? Probably, Yeah. But let's not forget what a great job Amundo Sosa did in, in DeYoung's absence. Handful of triples, 270 the batting average, just a solid player overall. Yeah, he got some defensive woes, but an overall solid player is Amundo Sosa. Okay, so the shortstop battle will be one to, to, to watch as well. Pitching-wise, you know, I think the Cardinals have the rotation pretty much set, barring any injury. Flaherty, Wainwright, Matz. Hudson, Michaelis, or 
Michael Asato, whatever one you do in those four or five positions. So if one of them gets hurt, who's the sixth guy? Or even if one of them doesn't get hurt, who's going to be that sixth guy? Who's going to be the spot starter? Are they going to stretch? Are they going to be able to stretch out Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks? They said it's probably not likely, right? So maybe that's where Verhagen comes in. Is he that spot starter? Is he that long reliever? Is he that sixth guy that you can plug into a line, to a rotation? Where have Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson, or where are they in terms of their their development? Are they going to be ready to take on a major league starting rotation? Remains to be seen, right? Obviously, the, the, the hype on them is extremely high, but we still don't know for a fact if they're ready, right? So, so those are kind of the three areas that, that I'm really circling in on, okay? The, the, the DH options, the shortstop options, and who becomes that sixth guy in the rotation, who, who are the Cardinals able to lean on if, if there's an injury, right? Because you always have to prepare for injuries. And going back to segment number two, that's where these two moves that the Cardinals have made, that, that, that's where they're going to come in. That's, where, that, that, that's why they made them for depth purposes, to add to the depth, to add to the options they have, right? So I'm really excited. You know, spring training is a fascinating time. It can be a time where sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, how much stock do you really take into account of what they're doing, that the stats that they show, because they're not real games, but for some guys, it really does matter whether they make a roster or not, who makes the cut, who doesn't. So we'll see where the Cardinals go from here for spring training. But um, looking forward to, fr- to Friday's game. Um, I hope it's being able to be televised, and so I'll be able to, we'll all be able to, to watch it, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, other news and notes just to finish up the show. Carlos Martinez signing a one-year contract with, with the San Francisco Giants. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, somebody that provided a lot of great moments in a Cardinal uniform. Wish him nothing but the best in San Francisco. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, blockbuster between Minnesota and New York. So head over to Locked On Yankees, head over to Locked On Twins, head over to Locked On MLB next as well as Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, keeps you up to date uh, with a unique look at the majors, both past and present. Um, so that that he's going to have a lot to talk about over this week because he gets all of MLB, not just the Cardinals. Hopefully the Cardinals give him something to talk about as well over the next couple of days because uh, could see a big move incoming based on some of the reports that have been thrown out, thrown out there for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we'll be talking about more about this stuff tomorrow. Okay, We're talking about, is Trevor Story a true improvement? What the Cardinals can do at the DH to take an in-depth look there. Talking about it all. Any other news that breaks, we'll be talking about it as well. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the Instagram handle. Email the show anytime at gmail.com. And until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.